us into God. Firstly, Dorian, God's pouring out His Spirit over your life. Why don't you just lift your hands to the Lord? Thank you, Father God. God's going to open up the nations to you and He's going to do it in incredible ways. And right now, God even is going to give you strategies and dreams on how to release your voice to the nations. For the Lord would say, you may not move locations. You may not move to the left or to the right, but I see your voice going out through social media, through the internet. I almost see these like video blogs that you're going to begin to start. God's going to give you a word in season. He's going to give you a word for this generation. And God is going to release your voice over to the nations and the Lord would say that people would hear your voice and they will see me they will see the light of Jesus Christ and so right now Father God I pray Father let heaven's boldness rest upon him Father God let the spirit of the Lord rest upon him today and right now the Lord would say to you Dorian stop being afraid stop being afraid for where you have fear has overtaken you the Lord is going to release you to new levels God is lifting you up and even though you are a man of faith God would say there are areas of fear in your heart that I'm right now dealing with in this season. And you watch me move over your life as you begin to fear not, my son. As you begin to let go of fear, I am pouring out my spirit. And where your feet tread, that that land will be your place. That land will be your inheritance, says the Lord. Just as I spoke to Joshua, every place you set your feet, that land will be yours in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Pastor Nat and Hartley, why don't you just stand forward and lift your hands to the Lord? Why don't we reach out our arms to them today? God is pouring out His Spirit over you both. Thank you, Lord. You know, church, as I was in uh, prayer early, the early hours of this morning, I looked up to the ceiling and I saw this picture on the ceiling and it was an ultrasound. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Gemma, tell them, that this church is pregnant with revival. This church is pregnant with revival. I don't say that lightly. I don't say that in many places, but today this word of the Lord woke me up in the early hours of this morning and said, this church today is pregnant with revival. And the Lord would say to you, Hartley, you have birthed revival in the realms of the Spirit. In the realms of the Spirit, you have dug a well so deep. It is a well that is so deep. The word of the Lord would say to you, this will, well will never run dry. This well will be overflowing in famine and in drought and what you have sown in the spirit will birth revival in this land the Lord is pouring out his spirit over you the Lord would say that you are heard in the courts of heaven in the courts of heaven where judgments are made the Lord would say that what is what you speak on earth is heard in heaven and what you speak in heaven is shifting on the earth and the Lord would say he is building upon you he is building and building and building a mighty tower of grace over your life and God is releasing you in this season in a new level. I see men coming around you and saying, Hartley, I want your gift of prayer. I want your gift. I want your anointing. Even now, as I'm declaring this word, I believe God is going to touch men in this auditorium. You may, maybe not, you're not a prayer even now, maybe, or maybe you are. God is going to touch you today and you are going to get the anointing of prayer. And God would say that as you partner with your pastor, as you partner with him in prayer, you as the men of C3 Silverwater will birth revival in this house in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the Lord is pouring it out over your life, Hartley. He is pouring out His presence over you. And Nat, in the Spirit, I see you. Just like in the story of Moses' birth, the Lord would say to you today, 
that you are just like the mother of Moses, but you are also like Pharaoh's daughter. The Lord would say that what you release out of your hand, even that which is close to you, you're going to release it out of your hand. You're going to see potential, even as Moses' mother looked at her son and thought, this is a special child. You see people, you know people, you see the call and the anointing on them. And the Lord would say that I'm going to call you to send people out, but then I am going to cause them to be revenue for your blessing. Because just as Moses' mother was then called to raise and she was paid to raise her son, so you will be too. And I saw in the spirit your eldest daughter, Sienna, and I saw her and she is going to partner with you just like Miriam did with the mother of Moses, just as she partnered with uh, her mother to release Moses into his destiny. What you release will come back as your deliverance. What you release will come back as your salvation. And you're going to see God move in mighty, mighty ways. And you are just also, the Holy Spirit said to me, like Pharaoh's daughter, you will see those that are without of the house and you will call them in. Those that are lost, those that are hurting, those that need salvation, you're going to draw them in. You're going to give them a home. You're going to raise them and then you're going to send them back to where they came from and they are going to be a blessing in all of the nations of the earth. God is pouring out His Spirit over you. Come on church, let's pray for them today. Father God, I pray for a fresh strength. Father God, a fresh anointing. Father God, I pray, pour out Your Spirit. Father, new levels, Lord God. Build, Lord God, upon what You have laid. Father, the foundation that You have laid. Lord, You are building a mighty tower. And Father God, their voice will go forth. Father God, and revival will hit this city in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Anoint them now. Anoint them from on high. Father God, and pour out your spirit afresh in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a shout today. Awesome. We praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. So good. Why don't you give someone a high five or a slap or whatever as you sit down? It's good. Good to be in the house of God today. Awesome. Well, yes, I'm I'm not going to talk about my book today, but I do have my book um, here uh, today. I've written a book just um, on the journey that my husband and I uh, have been on on the last seven years. Um, seven years ago, my husband and I found out that we may never have children, but the thing is, is just before that, God had actually given me a vision of a son that I would have. And um, so when I encountered the doctor's diagnosis, I had a promise from God that would replace that problem. And, uh, and so I share about the waiting rooms of life in my book. So I don't know if you find yourself in a waiting room today. Maybe you're waiting for a husband. Maybe like me, you're waiting for a family. Uh, maybe you're waiting for that healing or salvation to come to a family member. All of us can find ourselves in the waiting rooms of life, hey? And they're awkward places. Sometimes they're places filled with disappointment but I believe that God has got a purpose in our waiting. And so the book really is about how to not just survive the waiting rooms of life, but how to thrive in the midst of them. So it's full of good news. And so if you feel like that um, will bless you or someone today, then you can avail yourself to that. But um, I just wanted to come around the word today. And um, I don't have a title for my message. And I said to my husband this morning, they can come up with a title at the end if they want one. <laughs> And um, because it's a very obvious title, and so I thought you can get it if you want. 
But um, so I just wanted to share around the Word of God today. And um, a few years ago, uh, I was actually in a church service, and um, it was just an ordinary church service. It was a Sunday night meeting. And uh, in the last uh, song, I actually felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Gemma, just get on your knees before me. And so just in the front row, I got on my knees before the Lord, and suddenly I fell flat to the floor <laughs> under the glory of the Lord. And um, it doesn't happen all the time. This is a very unique thing that happened to me. Um, I mean, I have had encounters with the Lord, but this was a very uh, significant encounter with God. And I fell flat on the floor, and I felt the weight of the glory of heaven on my, on my body. And uh, it was heavy and light all at the same time. It was heavy enough that I could not get myself off the floor, um, but it was light enough that it felt beautiful and it encapsulated me um, to the point where the service, everyone had left, the lights were turned off and I was still on the floor and my husband was sort of like, do I get her off the floor? Like, you know, what do I do? And he was just leaving me there and to the point where he came to try and pick me up because I was trying to get off the floor by the time I'd sort of come out of the vision and I, I couldn't get off the floor. And he went to pick me up to carry me out to the car. And as he picked me up, he fell over <laughs> under the presence of God as well. And, um, and so anyway, but in that time with God, I had a vision and in the vision, um, I saw the spiritual realms. And the Lord said to me in the, in the uh, vision that I had, he showed me two very specific things about the spiritual realms. You know, our body, we are flesh, uh, but we are also spirit. That we have got a physical world around us, but there is also a spiritual realm. And as believers, we believe that, right? And, uh, and so in the spiritual realm, I saw two very specific things darkness and light. And when I looked at the light, I couldn't see its beginning and I couldn't see its end. And Jesus spoke to me in the vision and said, Gemma, that's because I am the beginning and the end. And then I could see people living in the light and they were in the light of Christ. They were in the light of heaven, in the spiritual realms. But then I looked to the darkness and I could also see people in the darkness. And there was something particular in the darkness that I noticed. And that was a whole bunch of people who thought they were in the light. They thought that they were in the light, but yet they were living in spiritual darkness. They were thinking that they could be a little tiny light in the darkness. And yet they did not find themselves in the light. And God spoke to me in the dream, and he said to me this, and I'm going to read it to you so that I get it right. He said, Gemma, when you live in the light, you are a light in this dark world. You cannot be found in both places. You cannot be a little light found in the dark. Only those who live in the light can be the light of this dark world. Tell my people they must live in the light, not one foot in the light and one foot out. Not one foot in the kingdom and one foot out. Tell my people to immerse themselves in light, to live in the light as I am in the light. The way to the light is through the cross. And I saw this vision of the cross of Jesus Christ, the Calvary, the salvation of our souls. And out of the cross came a beautiful 
picture of light that, that went into the spiritual realms. And as we come to the foot of the cross, as we come to Jesus Christ, we are found in the light. Today, I want to talk about light. I want to talk about living in the light. I want to talk about how we can find ourselves in the light because light is powerful. Light illuminates. Light brings clarity. Light gives us answers. You know, if you can't find something in the dark, if you turn the light on, you can find it, right? You know, if you're, if you're trying to, you know, work out which way to go in the dark, as soon as you turn the light on, you can see a clear path to take. Light brings illumination to things that are in darkness. And I believe today, as you have come to church, that some of us are wanting solutions. Some of us have been praying prayers and going, God, I need clarity on this situation. I need to know which way to go. I need to know what it is that you're calling me to do. You know, some of us have got lots of questions that we ask God. And I believe today the word of heaven wants to come to you and say that as you position yourself in the light, you will have clarity like never before. And, you know, you will see things like never before. And God wants to illuminate over you today to a brand new level, the light of heaven over your circumstance, the light of heaven over your family, the light of heaven over those decisions and questions that you might be making. Because Jesus was the light, right, when he walked upon the earth. But there was this incredible thing that Jesus did, and we know the story, most of us here today, is that he then made us the light. How amazing. That if we would believe in him, if we would believe in a sinless savior, if we would believe in Jesus Christ, that we would now transition from darkness into light. That we would transition into that place. And I want to read a passage of scripture this morning out of Matthew 5, and it's verse 1 uh, to 16. And in this passage of scripture, Jesus is talking to his faithful followers. He is talking to those that loved him. And uh, he goes and he climbs the mountain. And we see in uh, chapter 5 of Matthew, and I'm going to take it from the message version today. It says, when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. This is what he read. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With the less um, of you, there is more of God. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That is the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God, his food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. He goes on and he talks about the Beatitudes. And then he finishes with this statement, clarifying to his faithful followers, those who bothered to climb the mountain to hear him preach this day, because there was a crowd that decided to stay at the bottom of the mountain. And uh, he decided to tell them this, let me tell you why you're here. Have you ever wondered why you're here? Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. 
If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Bit harsh, but that's Jesus. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors of this world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you on a hilltop, on a stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Jesus decided to clarify with his faithful followers, those that were most close to him, he decided to remind them that they were light, which meant that there would have been seasons that perhaps they forgot just who they were. And you know, in life sometimes there can be seasons where we actually forget who we are. We forget how much we actually illuminate a room. We forget how much when we stand somewhere, our presence is seen by the darkness. We sometimes forget that, you know what, when we're connecting at our workplace or when we're connecting in our school environment or when we're connect connecting in our mother's groups, that we are the light in those situations. We illuminate the darkness because Jesus told us that we are the light. John 12, says this, Jesus shouted to the crowds, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in darkness. Jesus was the light of heaven upon the earth and he gave us the mandate to be the light. You know, and so often people wonder why they're here and we need to remind them, church, and we need to remind ourselves today. And I believe that God has sent me here today to remind you that you are the light. How will Sydney become a city for Christ? Because you're the light. Because God has made you the light. Because Jesus Christ was the light of the earth and he has called you now to be that light. You can't help but illuminate the room when you show up. You can't help but bring goodness to situations. You can't help but bring heaven's solutions to this dark world because you are the light. It's who you are. And uh, the moment we receive Jesus, we become a part of the kingdom of light. Have you seen the movie, The Lion King? Of course. I really hope there's no hand here that has not seen The Lion King. We've got the African lunch on after. Maybe you should play it in the background. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so The Lion King, there's this moment where uh, Mufasa gets his son Zimba, right? And he, and he takes him and he says, Zimba, son, look, everything the light touches, that's our kingdom. Everything the light touches, that's our kingdom. You know what? It's the same with God's kingdom. Everything the light touches, that's our kingdom. And that's exactly why Jesus gave us the great commission. Go, go into all of the world. Go into the darkest places. Go out into your schools and your workplaces. Go into your friends groups. Wherever you go, wherever the light touches, that becomes our kingdom. So God is going to send you out. God has positioned you somewhere today to be the light. And sometimes we forget we're the light, but really we're shining. That's why Jesus said, if you're going to be the light, I'm going to put you on a stand. So make sure you're shining bright. 
You know, when I was uh, 17 years old, I'm a hairdresser by trade, and I was at TAFE one day, and uh, I had just gone, it was just an ordinary day, and it was a practical uh, exam, and so we had members of the public come in, and uh, so we were just doing their hair, and we were just doing the usual thing. Anyway, one of the girls that was in my TAFE class, she... um, she was doing the hair of the most renowned psychic in the Hunter region, which is our region of Newcastle and the Port Stephens area. And um, so anyway, so she was uh, doing his hair anyway. So there was a hustle and a bustle after because all the girls were super excited. They wanted to get this reading off this psychic. And I was 17 years old and I've had a clear sort of prophetic gift on my life since I was a young girl. And so I sort of knew exactly that I didn't want anything to do with this guy giving me um, some sort of a reading. And so I'm short, shorter than most. And, uh, and so I found myself as we sort of came out to lunch, I was sort of hiding like over here, like in the background, there was like a big group of girls. And I was just hiding over here thinking, I'll leave them to their little thing and I'll just stand here. Anyway, they're all anticipating getting this reading because he was just so renowned. And anyway, so the man uh, walked in and I was hiding it. I couldn't be seen, but he, he walked through all of the girls and he stood before me. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, I'm not hiding. But um, <laughs> anyway, and he looked at me and he said, you're the same as me. And I thought, oops, this is not going very good. And, uh, and he said, you're the same as me but you're different. You're the opposite. You're light. You're light. And then he looked to my teacher and he said, she's good. Watch her. She's good. You see, I was trying to hide, but I couldn't help but illuminate the room. I couldn't help but let the God of heaven that was within me come out. Because even though I thought that I was hiding under a bucket, God had put me on a light stand in that room. And I had illuminated the room because guess what? The darkness always recognizes the light. The darkness always sees the light. You might think that your friends don't see you, but they see you. They know that you're the light. They know that you go to that church. They know that you believe in that God. And God wants to bring heaven solutions. He wants to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And he does it through us. Let me tell you why you're here, Jesus said. You're here to be the light. So if I put you on a stand, don't hide, don't hide. There's an incredible story in Scripture, and I want to read this story to us today, and I'm trying to locate the clock. Oh, there it is. That's good. (laughs) It's digital. Um, And I want to read, (laughs) I was just looking for an old school one, but there it is, so that's good. And uh, I want to read today out of Mark, and uh, there's this incredible story in Scripture, and uh, it's the story where Jesus tells the disciples to go over to the other side of the lake. And they go to the other side of the lake only to just meet one man, a crazy naked man, actually. And, um, and Jesus delivers him um, of multiple demons, a legion of demons, only to send him back to his people to be the witness, the light, where he came from, only to put the disciples back in the boat to go back over to the other side. He sent them over to reach one man, but what is really interesting in this story is that on their way over to the other side of the lake, a storm of hurricane proportions decided to show up. 
which was quite funny because Jesus was taking a nap underneath and the message version puts it that he grabbed a pillow and laid down and had a nice little nap in a storm of hurricane proportions. And what we see is the disciples. Now, remember that they are seasoned fishermen, right? These disciples are seasoned fishermen. And we see them have this, like, just a maniac moment where they freak out and they're running around the boat and uh, they're just totally freaking out that Jesus is napping in the middle of this storm. And what they don't realize is that there is a whole bunch of other boats watching them. And uh, in this storm, uh, you know, they're freaking out and Jesus, of course, wakes up and he calms the storm. If we read uh, from uh, Mark and uh, it's, yeah, verse 35, I'm going to read the passage of Scripture where Jesus actually calms the storm and then he corrects their faith. It says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat and his head was on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care? We're all going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the waves and he silenced and then he said, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? God had orchestrated an incredible moment here for the disciples. I believe that they were like in an amphitheater on the water. It was like an amphitheater of friends in other boats around. And God had orchestrated this incredible moment to actually allow them to put into practice what they had learned earlier on that day. You see, earlier on that day, Jesus was teaching them in verse 27 uh, of 4, sorry, verse 21, and it says, Jesus asked them, would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a bucket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. What God had done is he had taken the disciples out and he'd put them on a stand in front of all the other boats. They knew, all the other boats knew that Jesus was in the disciples' boat. And when the storm of hurricane proportions arose, all of the boats, I believe, were watching to see how the boat with Jesus in it reacted. Because Jesus had just given them a moment before and said, you know what, I made you light, which means I'm going to put you in full view of everybody. So be the light. And you see, the disciples are awesome because they stuffed up so much, just like we do. <laughs> like, and so when we read the scripture, it's like, it's okay. Like, you know, God's teaching us so much through them. But he had positioned this moment to reveal to them that wherever you are, people see you. People watch how you react. When the storms of life hit your boat, there are people in your world watching to see how you'll react. Will you react differently? with the diagnosis than my other friend who doesn't know Jesus that gets the same diagnosis? Will you react the same in your workplace when everybody's gossiping about that person or perhaps not walking with integrity? Will you follow that crowd just like everybody else or will you be the same? Will you be the light? 
Will you be in the light or will you be out of the light? You see, every day we make decisions that distinguish where we are. But the fact is, is God wants us to be in the light as he is in the light. He wants us to be positioned where he is within the light. The disciples freaked out. They freaked out in the boat. But Jesus wanted to remind them, be the light. He went the way, all the way to the other side of the lake to come back again. You know, from the genesis of time, God proved himself by being a light bringer. Right at the beginning of time, the genesis of time, there was void and there was darkness. And God looked at the void and the darkness and he thought, I know what it needs. It needs the light. So God spoke light over the void and over the darkness. And guess what happened? There was light. And, uh, and then we see that light came. But what is really interesting is that the sun and the moon and the stars, they didn't come for another three days. But there was already light because God was the light. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. He is pure light. And you see, God decided to remind us and show us in Scripture that we don't need the sun, we don't need the moon, we don't need the stars. God's the light and he's called us to be a light to this dark world. Just to remind us that even if the light of the world disappeared, we are still the light. And what is incredible to me is that God didn't need all of those things. He just wanted to bless humanity with showing them the difference between darkness and light. I believe that, you know, when God, you know, was just talking to himself, because I reckon that's what God does. He talks to himself. We see it in scripture. And I reckon he was talking to himself and he thought, you know what? We don't need the sun, the moon, and the stars. But hey, you know what? There's going to be this guy, Joshua, and he's going to ask the sun to stand still. And I'm going to show him that I am the God that can do all things. And so let's put a sun in the sky and let's get him to ask it to stop it and to stop it in the middle of the day. And you watch that I'm going to show myself to be the mighty God of heaven and earth. You know, we don't need the stars. But why don't we put a little bit of sparkle in the sky? Because you know what? There's going to be a man named Abraham, and he's going to have a wife, Sarah, and they're going to not be able to have children. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some stars in the sky, and then I'm going to take Abraham out of his limited little world, and I'm going to show him the God of light that I am. I'm going to tell him to count the stars and say, you know what? Count the stars. They're innumerable, but I'm going to make you, your descendants, as innumerable as the stars in the sky. God didn't need the sun. He didn't need the light. He didn't need the sun. He didn't need the light or the stars. He was the light. And now he has made us the light of this dark world. Today, if you're wondering why you're here, you're here to be the light. It's who you are. You can't help but illuminate. You are here. And so how do we be the light? Maybe today God is calling you to illuminate in your world like never before. Maybe you've got that friend that you just can't reach out to. Every time you do, you feel like, you know, that you're stuttering over your words. God wants to remind you today, you're the light. You bring it. That's what you bring. And so when you turn up, things have to shift. When, things, when you turn up, things have to move. The darkness must flee when you show up because you are the light of God upon the earth. God is good, hey? And he has made us the light. John 1, 4, in, uh, it says, sorry, one, verse 1 to 4, in the NLT, it says, in the beginning was the Word, 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has not been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. I'm going to ask the band to come up this morning and just join me. And I want to ask you a question today. What, what are you? W-A-T-T. How bright are you shining? How bright are you shining today? You know, light globes have a wattage, and that wattage is actually the determination of how much power they can receive and translate into light. And I want to ask you today that maybe you need to receive a little bit more power, you need to actually open up your life and receive a little bit more power from heaven so that you can actually be a greater wattage to the world that you live in. Because you know what? We can actually, we have got so much power on offer to us, we actually don't know what to do with it. We have got endless power on offer to us from heaven today. Jesus said that the same spirit that raised me from the dead lives in you. Today, blind eyes can open. Today, deaf ears will hear. Today, sick bodies will be made well. Today, it doesn't matter what circumstance you face, God has the solution because everything is possible for those who believe. And we have the full access of heaven, the power of heaven on earth today for us. But just like a little light globe, we determine how much power we receive. Why don't you stand this morning? I want to spend the last few moments pressing in to God. Today I know, you know what, some of us, we just got to shake off. We got to shake off the doubt. We got to shake off the fear. We got to shake off our fleshly nature that just, you know, gets a little bit uncomfortable with the things of the Spirit sometimes. Sometimes we're wanting lunch and we're thinking, you know what, I'm hungry, but you know, I, that's, that problem can wait. Right now, God has got solutions for your problem. Right now, God has got answers for those questions you've been asking. Right now, God wants to move powerfully in your world. If you've got sickness in your body right now, I want you to raise your hand. God is pouring out His Spirit right now. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Father God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, I declare that you are the God of the miraculous. Father God, you are the God who bring miracles, Lord God, signs and wonders following your word. And so, Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray signs and wonders following your word. Right now, Father, I pray for healing to sick bodies right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you are sick right now, I want you to lift your hands really high, right to God, and say, God, increase my ability today to receive from you. Increase my ability today to receive from you. Father God, I thank you right now. You are opening up hearts to receive from you afresh. To receive from you afresh. You know, in the spiritual realms, some of us, when I spoke that vision at the beginning of thinking, you know what, I got one foot in the kingdom and I got one foot out. I sort of attend church sometimes or I sort of am here, but I'm not really here. I don't serve I don't, you know, connect. 
Or if I do, I do it a little bit half-heartedly and then I go out and I live a double life. Some of you have got one foot in and one foot out. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I believe that God is calling you right into a full relationship with Jesus Christ. God is calling you into a complete relationship with Jesus Christ so that you can be in the light as He is in the light. And right now, I'm going to ask you if that is you, if you would raise your hand really high. Maybe you're here for the very first time. Maybe you've lived in a, you know, this area all of your life. Maybe you have always attended this church. I don't know where you are today, but God does. And God wants to pull you in closer. He wants to pull you into a perfect relationship with Him. Maybe today you are here for the very first time. This is the first time you have heard of Jesus Christ. The Bible makes it really simple that we can go out of the darkness and into the light. We can go out of the darkness and into the light. Really simply. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised to life again, that He died upon a cross for your sin and for my sin, and that He was raised to life again. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you will be saved and you will transition from darkness into light. Today, I believe that God has got a new life for you. God has got solutions for your problems. God has got answers for your questions. Today, God has got a brand new life for you. You can be born again into the kingdom of heaven upon the earth. And so right now, if that is you, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand really high. If you want to transition out of the darkness to the light, awesome, hands are raised. Come on, let's be bold today. It's your moment. It's your moment to walk into a new life, a new life in Jesus' name. Right now, if that is you, why don't you grab the person next to you and come down the front? Why don't you grab the person next to you and be really bold and come down the front? I'm going to pray with you. God's going to move in your life today. God is going to move powerfully in your life today. Come on, let's be bold. Come on, band. Why don't we just usher them in and encourage them to come on down. Come on down. Come on. If it's for the first time or the 50th time, it doesn't matter. Today, God wants to pull you close. God wants to pull you close. Today, I believe that some of you want to receive a fresh wattage. Who wants more watts today? I want some more watts today. If you want some more watts today, why don't you come down the front also? We're going to pray. We're going to pray and believe God. Come on, I know there's more people in the house today. I know there's more people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I'm going to I'm gonna minister over these people, but I believe there are more people. There are more people here. There are more people. You don't know, you don't understand the power that is on offer for you today. God has got miracles for you today. Miracles for you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Best decision, guys. Best decision. Awesome. Right now, I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer after me. And I reckon all of us are going to join in, hey? Father God, we come before you in Jesus' name. And we want to give you our lives. We declare today that we believe in Jesus. That he died upon the cross for our sin. And he was raised to life again. Today we receive that everlasting life. We receive eternal life. The old has gone and the new has come. Today, 
I choose to step into the light as you are in the light. And I will not step back into darkness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, Father God, I thank you that heaven is open over every person here. Father God, you're pouring out your spirit. There is increase coming, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. Father God, I thank you right now. Lord God, deaf ears would open, blind eyes would see. Father God, that their heart would receive from you to a new level. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I just want to pray quickly for this couple. I'll just take a moment. What was your names? Kyle, Elizabeth. Why don't you just raise your hands to the Lord. Father God, I thank you right now for Kyle and Elizabeth. Father God, right now, Lord God, you're pouring out your spirit over their life. The Lord would say that yesterday's compromise will become today's strength. Today you will no longer compromise. Today you will step into a new day. That where compromise has been yesterday, you are moving and being repositioned into a place of great strength. God is going to hone your life. I see him like the great potter and you're on the wheel. And the Lord would say that if you surrender to me afresh, if you give over your lives to me afresh, if you begin to pour out your lives to me afresh, you watch, I'm going to open doors that no man can shut. I'm going to open doors of increase and blessing over your future. And the Lord would say that there is a struggle in your midst but God is bringing peace in that struggle. God is going to calm your storm. God is pouring out His Spirit over your life. I see financial breakthrough. I see increase in your workplaces. I see jobs coming in. God is pouring out His Spirit over your life. Father, I thank You for heavenly provision right now over their life in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, I thank You, Lord God, that You're pouring out Your Spirit right now in Jesus' name. God's called you to be just like Esther. God has given you a voice that He's going to raise up in this season. And the Lord would say, I'm going to take you on a year of preparation for the next season that you're going through. God's going to pull you aside and say, spend a year with the King. Spend a year with me. Spend a year digging deeper, digging deeper into my Word. And you watch me open doors that no man can open. Full, 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 full life for me. No more compromise. No more compromise. Thank you, Father God, for this mighty man of God. You are just like Gideon and you need to be told that you are a mighty warrior. Get up, mighty warrior. Get up. Get up, mighty warrior. Rise again, rise again, rise again, rise again. Get up, get up, get up. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. I speak strength and blessing over their life right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm going to keep ministering to these people, but I'm going to hand back to Doreen this morning. So thank you so much. Be blessed this morning. If you want to come out for ministry, I'm happy to pray for you, but have an awesome day. And I'll be back tonight. Awesome. Fantastic. How good was that? Can we thank Pastor Gemma? Such an incredible word. Wonderful. Well, yeah, friends, if if you'd like to stay here for prayer, you can do that. But um, Leon's standing there, so... Yeah, if Kyle, Kyle, is it Kyle? And yeah, if you just want to head that way with Leon, he's going to give you a Bible and um, have a chat with you. Just follow this crew here; that'll be awesome. Fantastic! Let's thank God one more hit, one, one more time here this morning.